0: The key impacts that happened happen over the decades begin uh, in the 1930s, when commercial fishing uh, really begins to ramp up in the Sea of Cortez. At the time, you have incredible amounts of biomass. It's one of the richest marine environments in the world. And as commercial fishing begins to ramp up, targeted species begin taking, uh an example of shrimp, where you have um, a very lucrative uh, market and an economic base for these fishers. But at the same time, because of the vast array of biomass, you end up getting incredible amounts of bycatch. So during this period, 1930s, 1940s, on average, for every 30,000 tons of shrimp, they were catching 200,000 tons of bycatch. All that uh, biomass slaughtered, thrown over the side of the boats, and it was just this massive waste. Um, In the 40s and 50s, uh, as fishing technologies begin to improve, larger displacement boats, factory ships, both foreign and domestic fleets come in and the fishing efficiency, the effort that it takes to catch more fish is increased dramatically. And so from that early period up through 1970, landings, fishing landings continue to increase up to 1970 when things start to really um, hit an apex and begin to first top out and then decline. During this period um, leading up to this, the ni- mid-1990s, as the Gulf continues to re- receive these tremendous fishing impacts, um, you start to get the uh, the first um, populations, human po- like settlements, first towns grow to cities. And as these cumulative impacts begin to take place, both fishing and then terrestrial, you start losing wetlands in 1935, for instance, with the damming of the Colorado River, you have an immediate impact in the upper Delta up in the this gigantic marshland that over the years to the present has been reduced to uh, less than 10% of its original surface area. Uh, The other thing that happens is that um, big global development uh, actors begin to take uh, notice of the possibilities in Baja, California. The first uh, big event that happens is in 1994 when the Mitsubishi Corporation, in partnership with the Mexican government, proposed building the world's largest industrial salt facility on the shores of Laguna San Ignacio. Uh, and Laguna San Ignacio is the last pristine gray whale birthing lagoon on the planet. Um, this became a global battle. The biggest NGOs were there. It became the largest environmental battle without question that the world had ever seen. The future of the peninsula and the sea, they both are now inextricably linked. They've always been. One of the problems is that we, as my discussion clearly states, is we've we lost the terrestrial aspects of it. They're in third-party hands. At this point, there hasn't been any major movements by developers, but that's the big question. What's going to happen? And the key to success is going to be for environmental environmental groups, NGOs, individuals, all these stakeholders, communities, artisanal fishers, commercial fishers, and even the Mexican government is going to have to come to the table in a new and responsible way to lay out a new game plan for sustainability in fisheries, in coastal development, in um, the way that everything is um, approached in a holistic manner, instead of this kind of individual kind of parks and this opposition that has gotten us into this, cra- into this very difficult situation.